previously on Libel the Bible. Rusty tries muscling in on my dad joke territory. Once again, Scott is embarrassed by my expression of love for him. Trump's indicted again. Is this a new again? Yeah, again, again. Scott drops some knowledge about how shit Indianapolis is, from its dumb name to its dumb location. Rusty makes fun of cancer patients. I'm an equal opportunity kind of asshole. Speaking of assholes, Yahweh makes a covenant with David. The Ark electrocutes people on its way to Jerusalem. David asks Yahweh to guarantee his legacy. David's peacocking turns off Micah. And now, episode 85 of Libel the Bible. All right, we're going. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm Rusty. And uh, we got rushed right onto the air because Rusty has points to make. <laughs> I got inspired. We, were, uh, we decided to turn on the air conditioning in the studio. It's really muggy today. And we started talking about eco modes on air conditioners. Yeah. And that made me think of Europeans. And now fucking I hate them. <laughs> no, I don't hate Europeans, but. So they, wait, wait, no, no. So I want to I hear, like, in, in your head, like, how talking about eco mode immediately makes you think of hating Europeans. All right. Europeans love being smug towards Americans about shit, right? Like, oh, we're like imperialists and we're this and we're that. First of all, we've only been around for like a couple of hundred years, right? They've already gone through their maturation process where they were imperialists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They took over the world. They, like, so whatever. So. They had wars on their continent, so it's understandable that they look at America as sort of like a child, you know, because they've gone through all the uh, shit. That's fine. And one of the things that they love learning over Americans now is how the world is in, like, a climate crisis. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I acknowledge the world is in a climate crisis. <laughs> and, one <of> the th- <laughs> and one of the things they make fun of Americans for is the fact that we use air conditioning. And they're like, we don't, like Germans don't use air conditioning. But I'm going to say this. If you look no, at they a no world problem with the ovens map, on, though, right? What? They don't have a problem using the ovens, though, right? Not the air conditioning. The conditions. Germans? <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> that, was a, that was a clumsy delivery. Go on. <laughs> so if you look at a map, Europe longitudinally is like much further north. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. So like their summers are not as brutal as summers in the United States, mm. and they're not as humid as summers in the United States. So the fact that like a German makes fun of like Americans or looks down on Americans for using air conditioning, why don't you come live in New York for the summer and let me know about like not using air conditioning? <laughs> yeah, like, like on the second floor above a bodega. With the dumpster right outside right, the window. <laughs> right. Where, like, the air is soup. Yeah. Like, you can walk across, like, the air to the building across from you. Because it's so fucking thick. Fucking Germans and Europeans in general. <laughs> the hell, man? Fuck them. Is it this all over eco mode, huh? So, yeah, so we... Because the whole conversation was spurred by... We turned on the air conditioner in our studio. So if you hear a hum in the background... That's what you're hearing, but it's impossible to do the show without the air conditioner because it is so, it's very muggy. And for some reason, the air conditioner turns on an eco mode, so it probably like works for a while, 
And then, like, it just turns off, right? When it thinks, like, it's reached a certain temperature. Yeah, when, it th- when it thinks a normal human has reached a comfortable yeah. life. Fuck that. We're Americans. <laughs> We're going to cool this room to 67. So when you said hum in the background, I was like, that's how we int- introduced ourselves. I would have been like, hey, I'm Scott, the hum in the background. And you'd be like, hey, I'm Rusty, the drone in the foreground. Um, I'm <laughs> I like the drone. <laughs> drone and I drone on and on and on. <laughs> ah, that was cool. Now I'm coming up with names for both of us. Right, listen, titles. I will allow you to drone on no, and on. No, because that wouldn't no. be funny. No. Then that joke wouldn't have worked. Uh, okay. You see, you just want to take away my jokes. Honestly, I just have nothing to talk about. You so just I'm want like, to take I'm away my you to jokes. drone on. Oh. Hey, I did hear something interesting. Oh, something interesting. Uh, Rockaway Beach, some woman got a leg bit by a shark tonight. Today? Yeah. Oh. A couple hours ago, actually. It was okay. on all over the Citizen app. Mm-hmm. You ever use that fucking thing? I used to. Yeah. It's cool for like no seconds. (laughs) I found that I wasn't getting like alerts that were interesting to me. And then I would find out that shit would go on in my neighborhood. But I wasn't getting like notifications for it. So it's like, what's the point? I would get notifications for shit that was happening like in other neighborhoods, even though I had like the GPS set to my neighborhood. Like fucking people, stop what you're doing. Send us some live video of shit, man. That's what What I'm saying. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Someone uh, got attacked by a shark. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know when they say, say stupid shit like, the chance of you being attacked by a shark are 1 in 7.36 million. Sure. If I ain't ever go in the ocean, if I'm like someone who doesn't go in the ocean, my percentage, my chance is zero. <laughs> zero chance I'm going to get eaten by a shark. So where'd they come up with those fucking numbers, man? I did not understand. Dude, I'm sorry. I understand. The, 1 you, in 7 million chance of getting that I understand. eaten by a shark. I'm telling you, it's very possible my chance is zero of getting eaten by a shark because I don't go in the ocean. Oh, well, it's not very possible. It's probable your chance is zero because you're not going in the water. Knock, knock. What? Knock, knock. Who's there? Land shark. Remember land shark? Land shark who? No, the, the land shark from, I think, Saturday Night Live. I don't remember that oh, skit. Right. So Who was in that skit? I don't know. It was kind of shark costume. I don't remember. It sounds stupid. It was just- oh, it would come through the door and <laughs> yeah. like eat people. Yeah. I gotta say, like there are certain skits on SNL that became like culturally like relevant mm. that I don't fucking understand why. Like mm. that's not my humor. I get. It. I know that's your humor. That's like not, you like that. That's not entirely. I, I don't get it. But, but it, it, I that never got humor- cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Remember that skit with John Belushi? I don't that was like know. one of the first like fucking skits. I don't know. You don't remember cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger? Because that's your type of humor. It's not my type of humor. Yeah, that's but you my point. Remember it. Yes, because it's like an iconic skit. I'm just going to say this. In defense of my humor, because you know how you meant that. <laughs> in defense of my humor, that occupies a certain pie in the, my pie chart of humor. Mm-hmm. It's not the only thing I like, but I, I can appreciate that goofy stuff too. Well, it's under the, it's under the genre. <laughs> it's like a subgenre of like your humor. <sighs> You're like a ba-da-ba, like humor <laughs> guy, you know? It's like a quick, like, strike. Yeah. Like a quick hit. Yeah. So, contact with the uh, Voyager 2 spacecraft has been restored. That's cool. <laughs> you were very excited about that. I am very excited. Well, you heard it had lost contact? They had lost contact, Because yes. of a, a mistake somebody made? I thought I, that I didn't know. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, this thing's been in space for 45 years. How do you make it mistakes? 
It's a new guy. New guy's on the job, probably training. Oh, yeah. The other guy's probably The dead, original man. guy probably retired. Yeah. They brought on a new guy. Yeah, First true. week yeah. on the job, you know, he pressed uh, the wrong button. It's yeah. understandable. So somehow the antenna was no longer facing directly at Earth, so they couldn't communicate with it. So they, they were sending uh, blips through the deep space network towards it, trying to get it to realign with the hopes that it would get it, and it got it, and straightened out, and... It's unfucking believable. I, I don't even understand the math, the computations that are necessary for that. How is it I can't find the remote sometimes in my own house? <laughs> and they found Voyager 2 out past the, you know, the Oort cloud or I something. I mean, in fairness, you're the only one looking for your remote, whereas, like, they have, like, a team of, like, scientists, you know? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah good point, man. And yeah. probably pretty smart people. Like, if you had a team of Scots looking for your remote, you'd probably find it much quicker. <laughs> you'd be more successful. I don't know. <laughs> you think they'd get distracted? <laughs> they'd start watching Family Guy. One Scott would be like, yo, why, you you got to see this Family Guy clip. And then all the other Scots would be forced to sit down and like watch like Family Guy clips. But then like they'd all like start laughing. But you know, you know what sucked though? Like if you had to, t- like I had to turn to one Scott, tell him, then he had to tell the next Scott. And by the time it got to the last Scott, there were so many Scots that the last Scott missed the skit entirely. Because, you <laughs> so know, you had to start, the... start from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah, because you can do that. I forgot. You can, you can rewind shit now. <laughs> it's not even rewind. You're not rewinding because Yo, it's digital. So, so I was watching a TikTok video, and I've seen this on Reels, the Facebook version, that can't pause and like, like stop the video and replay it. Like it has to like play out. Am I am I am I missing something? On TikTok, videos of certain length can be paused when you just touch the screen that pauses the video. And at the bottom, there's like a scroll bar, and you I'm can s- move the scroll bar back and forth. Sorry, they're all pausable, but I find some of them don't have a scroll bar. If they're short, uh, you, if- there's nothing to like. But what you do is you scroll to the next video, and then you just scroll back to the original video, and it restarts from the beginning. You, you, you got tricks, man. So that's a little uh, You got tricks. That's a hack. Yeah, yeah. You, got some, you got some TikTok hack. hacks. Nice. Life pro tip. Yeah. Uh, oh, you, got, you had something delivered here the other day. I did? You didn't, actually. You had it delivered to you, and you delivered it here in the box it came in. So when I just thought about it, I thought it was delivered here. That's Scott's way of saying I brought something over for our studio. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? Like, I know what you're saying. Yes, Scott, I know what you're saying. So, uh, you know, Rusty has has uh, expressed his hate for people, so we've got prayer candles of Cardi B and Taylor Swift. That's right. And then dude shows up with a Carl Sagan prayer candle. I by don't hate way, Carl Sagan. But that's what I'm saying. So we don't know if we should put him, should we put him with them. Well, we maybe Carl, maybe Carl Sagan's influence can rub off on Taylor Swift and Cardi B. Maybe Carl Sagan <laughs> can rub off too. I don't, I don't Taylor know Swift yeah, and I don't know Cardi if he can B. In the condition he's in, but um, should we put him slightly above? Who would them? you rather, Cardi B or Taylor <laughs> Swift? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Can I have to the end of the episode to get back to you on that? No, or right now, Cardi B. Why? She's a freak. See, but that's kind of scary, too, you know? Like, you think you can handle Cardi B? She's got a WAP. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what if I do the slat slat? <laughs> what did that mean, by the way, earlier? I don't know. I don't know any. I don't know what that song means. So we're, talk- <laughs> we're listening to The Box by Roddy Rich. So The Box, I'm, I've listened to the song, could mean many different things. Mm. The Box could mean, like, a lady's box. 
not to be vulgar about it, you mm. know, her coos. Um, right, right, right. Because you don't want to be vulgar when you started this whole thing with, who would you rather? <laughs> what? That's the, Why is that vulgar? You're right. That's not vulgar. That's an expression of, like, sexuality and who would you rather. Mm. Um, I would say coos is more vulgar. <laughs> so the box could be about a woman's coos. Yeah. It could be about like something in a car, like the engine or something, or it could be like a money, like you know, like a lockbox with mm-hmm. money. I haven't figured it. Out. It could be mm-hmm. all three. Mm-hmm. So different verses can be about different things. I don't think I've ever actually listened to the song like lyric, like lyric wise. It's yeah. just background music whenever whenever I've heard it, so mm-hmm. I don't really pay attention. And to I it. usually don't like. It's got like that, you know, like that triplets like sound. You know what a triplet sound is? No. I, I'm not really going to go into it, but it's got like that triplet sound uh, that most like hip hop has had for like the last, uh, I don't know, five, six years. And uh, that's like one of the only songs I like that's like written mm. in that style. All right. So smash them keys and let us know where Carl Sagan should be situated in relation to Cardi and Taylor. Smash them keys. Smash those keys. Speaking of smashing those keys, we've got a YouTube channel. Go check that out. We've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash Bible. Go check that out. Um, comments on YouTube. You know, that's the easiest way. You can leave comments, uh, feedback, whatever the fuck you want. You fucking bunch of stiffs. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't care. Whatever. Whatever the fuck you all no, want to do. I care. Whatever you want to do. I want some feedback, man. I want to know where to put Carl Sagan. Speaking of feedback, uh, we received a text today from our friend with a clip that was never before seen of, like, the Space Shuttle Challenger launch from back in 86. And uh, it was, like, a southern couple, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to make any assumptions. But based on how they were talking. And the fact that it launches in Florida, (laughs) you could pretty much say it's a southern couple. Right, but when I say Southern, I mean like, you know, like the stereotypical Southern, oh, look at that, is that a, that's one of them rocket ships going up. It sounds like, it sounds like a couple yeah. talking to a neighbor. Is that what it was? That's what it sounded like to me, I, you know. I only listened to the audio once. I thought it was like a man and a woman talking, like a brother and a sister, you know, like having a dialogue. Yeah, husband, wife, whatever. Well, brother and sister, right. <laughs> I said they're from the South. You see that? See what we do there, man? Um, I set them up. You knock them down, buddy. That's, that was perfect, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, a pretty fucked up like thing to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to explain to the audience why you're laughing. I haven't touched the uh, the mouse pad for a second, so uh, the screen shut off. And we had just talked about how annoying that is. and it just... Because when the screen is on, like, Scott's whole face is lit up. And then all of a sudden, the screen shuts off, and it creates, like, a completely, like, Scott's face goes black. His body goes black. He's got, like, a white shirt on. So, like, the screen illuminates him. No, it's, it's, no, it's no, 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 no. I don't have a white shirt on. I don't. I don't have a shirt on. You don't have a shirt. I'm very on. pale. Oh, you're just a pale man. You are a pale man. <laughs> so anyway, Scott, we're 14 minutes in, and honestly, I came over tonight with nothing. With yeah. nothing. Well, we I'm have, struggling. Yeah, 14 minutes. I'm struggling. Um, but to finish what Rusty was saying, yeah, it was a launch of the space shuttle from somebody's like handheld camcorder. Maybe it was on a tripod. I don't really know. I think it must have been on a tripod. It was pretty steady video. Yeah, probably back then, you know like what? 86. It probably wasn't even real then if it was that steady. 
Anyway, it shows a very unique sh shot of the uh, space shuttle Challenger launching way in the distance, and then it goes wrong, and they're just qu asking each other, uh, "Does that look right?" Or <laughs> well, they might yeah. be having some trouble. <laughs> so they they seem like they witnessed many sh launches sure, before because yeah, yeah. they knew exactly where it was going to be, um, and the way they talked about you know the launch, it sounded like they'd seen a lot, and at, at a certain point when things go wrong. They were obviously like, "Is that doesn't look right, does it?" Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's a fucked up thing. Cra just crazy that after all this time, you're seeing a new shot of it that you've never seen before. Yeah, it would be like seeing like a new angle of like one of the planes, like going yeah. into like yeah. Yeah. World Trade Center. Like by now, like whatever was recorded has been released. You know, like no one's sitting on footage of the plane crashing. Ah, uh, allegedly, it's, it's, it's one, one, one of them will come out. Allegedly, the plane's crashing. Yeah, yeah. I still don't understand, like, all those conspiracy theories and, like, why and why they would make up conspiracy theories about that. Well, listen, I don't mind people making up conspiracy theories, especially, like, on day one some shit happens, <laughs> a theory's already out. I don't mind that. But when it persists and you honestly, really, really believe, like, with your heart that this is true, based on no Nothing other than a suggestion right. that something could be a conspiracy right. theory. And then everyone becomes like a structural engineer where they're like, jet fuel can't take down the steel girders, you know? Like yeah. they went to like, you know, MIT yeah. and like studied all that shit. And they were 100% wrong anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, that's yeah. the situation, Scott. Yeah, that's the situation. That's that, the situation. That, shit like that causes wars, man. Speaking of wars. Oh, look at that. Uh, we are on Second Samuel. We're starting Second Samuel eight tonight for everybody. Mur, 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 mur. Uh, open up your Bibles to Second Samuel, uh, chapter eight, and it is David's wars. Are you a sound making kind of guy? I don't know what that means. Like in your like in your humor when like like things things in go my on, what? Like, like in your humor, like in your uh, in my humor. It sounds like you're like in your humor. <laughs> like when you're talking, you so I write it ding dong. You make sounds like like uh, I don't know, make sounds when you talk. Like I don't not know, like, in so real, you know, not in real life. Like uh, here, yes, with a microphone in front of me when I'm like trying to be entertaining, yes. Uh, but in real life, no, because I don't like to. I don't like to be jovial in real life. <laughs> I'm very dour and off-putting. Um, yeah, so maybe you should work. Maybe you should <laughs> insert some drops, little yeah. sound bites. That's not a bad idea. Why the idea. hell was I even asking you that? Because uh, you just did a sound. You oh, right, right, right. So I did a... That's like the only sound I know I ever make. That's the only sound that you know yeah. that you ever make. Yeah. So there are sounds that you make that you don't know about. Possibly. Well, I don't remember. Well, not realizing I'm doing it. Like, do you want to make more sounds? No, no. I want to know if I do make more sounds. I'll let you know. And do I, and is it is the right amount of sound making, or is it too you little, or too much? Like a trumpet sound. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. I'm struggling today, Scott. I mean, I don't know. I'm struggling today. No, there's no struggle. I'm struggling. Look, look what I'm look what I'm feeding you. David, exactly. David's wars. Sometime afterward. Sometime afterward what, man? <laughs> I feel like we should have read seven or remembered seven. Maybe this should be a previously on. <laughs> sometime afterward, 
David attacked the Philistines and subdued them. <laughs> David took Methig Amma out of the hand of the Philistines. He also defeated the Moabites and making them lie down on the ground, measured them off with a cord. He measured two lengths of cord for those who were to be put to death and one length for those who were to be spared. And the Moabites became servants to David and brought tribute. Yo, David's a sick bastard. He made them lie on the ground, measured them off with a cord. He measured two lengths of cord for those who were to be put to death. I don't understand what that means. So he's walking around with a cord. No, that I understand. You're lying on the ground. You're lying on the ground. He runs the cord out, and he kills the first two people, the first people that, in the the two cord length. He kills all those people. Then he lets one cord of length people survive, and then he moves on and kills. It's totally torture. Yeah. So that's kind of like, you know where the word decimate comes from? From decibels? So the word. Ten. Ten. Yes. Ten Ten decibels. Ten what? (laughs) Uh, what was the question? Deci- Do you know decimate. where decimate comes from? Because um, it relates to this. Taking wives? A mate? Taking lives? My lives. Uh, wives. Taking, taking wives? Taking a mate. Okay. So the Desert answer is mate. no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but good guess. Uh, so the Roman legions, when they would like take over like a town or whatever, they would like line up the men and they would kill every 10th man. Ah, decimate. Nice. So that's like sort of like the origin of decimate, I guess. Except with him, it's not every tenth man; it's like every two men. I don't understand. I, I watched him. So wait, so if if like ten men are laying on the ground, and he does like the cord, how many people is he? I I don't understand this. What's the, I don't know what length of cord is. So okay, I don't know. So all right, so it's it's gonna be, he's gonna kill ten guys, then let five live, then kill the next ten, let five live. Sure. I was watching. It's it's really awful. I'm going to talk about it just because I got you know now it's on my head, man. I got to get it out. Go ahead. I watched two horrifying videos of like some country in the Middle East. I don't know if it was when Afghanistan fell or Iraq fell to uh, whoever it fell to, and they were show they had guys lined up on the ground, laying down face first, and a guy walking over them, shooting each one in the back of the head. Yeah. Like, they knew it was coming. Yeah. And that wasn't even the worst one I saw. But that's what that's what the Nazis did to, like, Jews. They would, like, just, like, execute them like that in the street. It's, it's insanity. Fucking insanity. One was even worse for me was there was, like, a, it was like this little river bank. Like this little, maybe like an aqueduct. It looked more like a manufactured aqueduct, like an old-style stone aqueduct. And stairs coming down to it. And they had a line of dudes, all blindfolded, hands behind their back. They walked them down the stone stairs. And at the bottom of the stairs was a guy that shot him in the head and threw him in the fucking river, in the, in the water. Yeah. And it, it was like, they, they, like who, why are you filming? I, I mean, why I don't know why watch that. It's something... Who sent that to you? I, I don't know if I came across... I don't know how I came across it. It might have been on... Like, I think... I want to say it was television. Like, it was like graphic shit. You know, it was just... Oh, it was... Ugh. I don't think I'll ever shake those images, man. <sighs> I wouldn't watch that now. <laughs> David also struck down the king of Zoba. Had a desert, son of Rehob, as he went to restore his monument at the river Euphrates. So the king of Zoba was had a desert, and David killed him. David took him, David took from him one thousand seven hundred horsemen and twenty thousand foot soldiers. David hamstrung all the chariot horses, but left enough for a hundred chariots. 
when the Arameans of Damascus came to help King Hadadezer of Zoba, David killed 22,000 men of the Arameans. Then David put garrisons among the Arameans of Damascus, and the Arameans became servants to David and brought tribute. The Lord gave victory to David wherever he went. David took the gold shields that were carried by the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. From Betta and from Barothai, towns of Hadadezer, King David took a great amount of bronze. Yo, this guy kicks some ass. I mean, yeah, it's a war. He's fucking people up. He's taking no prisoners and, you know. Why so many wars? Why? He's just protecting his own people, man. These Philistines, they keep encroaching. So, do you mean to tell me that just wave after wave of enemies comes at these people? Yes. All right. Maybe if you didn't hamstring all the horses, you'd have better karma. Like, why do you got to do that? So that they can't use horses. Yeah, man, take the horses with you, man. Well, even human lives don't mean anything back then. So what the fuck is a horse's life mean to someone? I know. I figured it would be worth more, I guess. I don't know. Nah, because you remember way back in Genesis, God told Adam, these fucking animals, they're here to do with whatever the fuck you want. You have dominion (laughs) over all these animals. You want to pump a load into them? All right, all right. Just uh, <laughs> nice sufficed, all right? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not like today where we've got all these laws. King David took a great Let amount of Let me ask bronze. you a question. <laughs> there was a guy who was banging a horse, right? He would like, go, like there was a farm. He would like go to the farm. He would pull up like on a, he would pull up a stool and he'd like, you know, like have intercourse with a horse, not to be crude. <laughs> and he, he was arrested. Why? What is the law? Like, do you think the horse cares? Does a horse care if you're banging it? Have you seen an erect horse, little Johnny? See how big those things are? Yes. The horse wouldn't even feel this fucking guy. Why are you assuming that it was a female horse that he was doing? It could have been like a male. I'm not sure if it was a male or a female. I, I, I don't know if the guy was... Gay or heterosexual? <laughs> I said male or female horse. I just said he was fucking a horse. No, I, oh, because I thought you said that because a horse's cock is so big that like a female horse wouldn't even feel like a regular like human cock. That I thought is that's what, what I were... meant. Right now, I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting closer and closer to a solo show. <laughs> uh, so, what are we talking about? David won a name for himself. I thought he already won a name for himself. Where are you reading that? Uh, Verse 13. What happened 9 through 12? (laughs) I didn't read that. When King Toy of Hamath (laughs) heard that David had defeated the whole army of Hadadezer, Toy sent his son Joram to King David to greet him and to congratulate him because he had fought against Hadadezer and defeated him. Now Hadadezer had often been at war with Toy. Joram brought with him articles of silver, gold, and bronze. These also King David dedicated to the Lord, together with the silver and gold that he dedicated from all the nations he subdued, from Edom, Moab, the Ammonites, the Philistines, Amalek, and from the spoil of the king of Zobah, Hadadezer, son of Rehob. David won a name for himself. When he returned... He killed 18,000 Edomites <laughs> in the Valley of Salt. He put garrisons in Edom, 
Throughout all Edom, he put garrisons, and all the Edomites became David's servants. And the Lord gave victory to David wherever he went. I'm going to tell you this, man. Based on what probably is a much smaller population back then, as you know, as a global pop- population, this, these, these people are killing measurable percentages of the world's population. I would say, like, back then, men, like, able-bodied men are probably all in the army. So he's wiping out, like, entire, like, men, like, entire cities of men. Maybe we need these wars again, man. Sure. Cut down the population a little. Can you elaborate? Nah, there's just too many people, man. Oh, so population control. Yeah. Uh, Bill Burr. Guys, there's entertainment for us to watch on television because it's always happening over there. Bill Burr suggested that you sink cruise ships because it's a decent cross section of like all different kinds of people. So you're not like necessarily targeting <laughs> I think anyone. I heard this. <laughs> and you just like torpedo cruise ships. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get right back to the show. But before we do, we'd like to invite you to come visit our Patreon. Each week, we discuss a new topic at the intersection of society and religion. We explore the encroachment of religion onto secular institutions, such as schools, workplaces, and government. In addition, we'll investigate whether religion practices what it preaches. So, after this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash libelthebible and join in the conversation. And now, back to the show. David's officers... (laughs) So David reigned over all Israel, and David administered justice and equity to all his people. Joab, son of Zariah, was over the army. Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was recorder. Zadok, son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech, son of Abiathar, were priests. Sariah was secretary. Benaiah, son of Jehoiah, was over the Cherethites and the Pelethites. And David's sons were priests. All right. It took me that whole reading for me not to laugh. Because of the names? Because when you were reading this whole thing, I was like, you know what? Russ, you just read David's Wars. I'll read David's Offices. (laughs) Right? So you started reading, and I scrolled down, and I realized... Oh, that'd be fucked up because it's only one paragraph. Mm-hmm. Russ, you just read this whole thing. I'm just going to off it out of the race. And then you started, I saw all the names. I did you a favor. Yes, kind absolutely. Of, yes. You did everybody a favor. All right. So, I mean, David's at war and Yahweh is guiding him to victory. Oh, yeah, I guess. In the beginning of the book, he was at least the chapter. So, look, if you scroll back up. In the very first sentence where it says sometime afterward. Sometime the afterward is David. Remember David prayed to God. He was like, you know, uh promise to me that you will like fucking solidify my legacy, that I will yeah. be great, that my kids, blah, blah, blah. Like that's where we had left off. So that's why I say that Yahweh is guiding David. It even says it here. Like, we can go back and read it. <laughs> so I don't know why you would argue with me. <laughs> I'm not arguing, man. I'm not even talking. Because right. uh, you were kind of like, eh, is he? Uh, and it's like, well, I mean, according to the book, yes. According to the book, Yahweh, this is Yahweh's doing. I would gladly like to start reading the next uh, 
next thing. But can you just read the title for me? <laughs> there ain't no way in fuck that's happening. David's kind. Uh, so we're on Second Samuel nine. David's kindness to Meth Mephibosheth. 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 David's kindness to Mephibosheth. Well, I'll take that. Why not? I'll take it. Pretty much anything you said. David asked, Is there still anyone left of the house of Saul to whom I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Aww. How about Micah, his wife? Aww. That's a different kind of love, though. That's that's the love between a man and a woman. But he, not what we're talking about here. But he's not going to give it to her anymore, remember? Yeah. she caught him peacocking and he got all angry. He'll get, she'll get over that, man. Come on. She knows where the money's coming from. But it literally says for the rest of her life, like... Oh, that's right. They always... Yeah, they skip to the end and then... Yeah, all right. Nah, maybe that's not true. Maybe that's not what really happened. Hold out hope, Scott. All right. Hold out hope. Now, there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba, and he was summoned to David. The king said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, At your service. The king said... Is there anyone remaining of the house of Saul to whom I may, I may show the kindness of God? Ziba said to the king, There remains a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in his feet. The, the king we said do to this him, already? <laughs> no. The king I remember said, there was a cripple, like the, a, a foot cripple person. The, all right, there can't be more than one. <laughs> I guess back Did then. that freak you? Probably only back one? then there were a lot. <laughs> the king said to him, Did polio exist back then? Probably. Probably, and like, how would they even diagnose it? Well, why probably? What makes you say probably? Because everything existed back there, man. Everything. Coronavirus existed back then? Sure. It just wasn't unleashed on the public until the time was right. I gotcha. Good point. By the NWO. No, man, I got it. You're right. By the NWO, the New World Order. Yeah. Uh, I thought like the IMF or the World Bank. Actually, you know what? Maybe polio didn't exist back then. Right? Well, did you ever hear any outbreaks of polio before, like the big outbreak of the, the early 20th century? Uh, maybe they didn't know what polio was. Well, no. yes. I Yes. Because Franklin Delano Roosevelt had polio. Right. But it, did it, was it here 150 years ago? Were people getting it 200 years ago? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Probably, yes. <laughs> 200 years ago? Probably. The king said to him, where is he? Ziba said to the king. He's in the house of Machir, son of... Amiel at Lodabar. Then King... <laughs> How low you set the bar? Then King David sent and brought him from the house of Machir, son of Amiel, to Lodabar. At Lodabar. Uh, at Lodabar, yeah. Okay, Dude, come on. Now you go. Come on, man. Come on. Mephibosheth. Nice. That, was, that, so that was good. You did great. Yes, yeah. that was better than me. I'm shocked. Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, you son read. of Saul, <laughs> came to David <laughs> and fell on his face and did obeisance. David said, Mephibosheth. He answered, I am your servant. David said to him, do not be afraid, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land of your grandfather, Saul, and you yourself shall eat at my table always. He did obeisance and said, what is your servant? That you should look upon a dead dog such as I. I don't understand. What does he mean when he says that I will restore to you all the land of your grandfather Saul? Saul was the king of Israel. What does that mean that he's going to restore his land? He's going to, like, give him all the land of Israel? 
Mm, maybe just his ancestral lands. Maybe is it not called his... Israel at this point? Yeah. Okay. No, they, they're called Israel, right? Well, the... they're called the tribes of Israel. Because yeah, Israel maybe... was a person. Maybe they haven't named the place yet. And they're yet. Israelites. It's still... Is the land Israel? I think it's still Canaan, man. The Ain't land of the Israelites? Hmm. What is, I don't know. What, maybe it's the hill country of... Uh, Goth. Ephraim. <laughs> Ephraim. <laughs> yeah. All right, so he basically, he's uh, he's sweet on Jonathan's son. Yes. Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then the king summoned Saul's servant, Ziba, and said to him... All that belonged to Saul and to all his house. Is he the guy that invented that shitty drink in the fucking 90s that everybody was drinking? Maybe. Maybe not just him because his name is Ziba. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was somebody with a M. So they Uh, combined and became Zima. Zima. Okay. Hmm. What was that? It was a malt liquor. It was malt liquor? Yeah. So it was beer? Like a beer? Malt liquor. (laughs) Not was, like a vodka or wine no, cooler. No. It was like a it was like a very weird concoction. What happened to wine coolers? What's I the wine cooler now? Like hard seltzer or hard bottles what? and James? No, but like today, like what are kids drinking now? Like it's like hard seltzers, I think. Yeah, that's the thing. Today. Why are you see? Well, why are kids drinking these? <laughs> why are kids drinking seltzer? Stay hydrated, man. But why not water? Seltzer's fucking awful. I I don't get like carbonated water. But there's alcohol in it. But it's seltzer. But it's a hard seltzer. The hard part is the alcohol. All right. <laughs> the hard fucking... part is understanding why anyone's drinking it. <laughs> to get fucked up. <laughs> you got to drink a lot of it, though. Just drink like real fucking liquor like we did. Uh, in yeah, school. <laughs> in the nurse's office. Yo, she don't get anybody in trouble, man. Come on, man. These kids today are fucking weak. Then the weak. King, then the king summoned Saul's servant Ziba and said to him, All that belonged to Saul and to all his house I have given to your master's grandson. You and your sons and your servants shall till the land for him and shall bring in the produce so that your master's grandson may have food to eat, but your master's grandson Mephibosheth shall always eat at my table. So, all right, they're setting up the whole land, and he's kidnapping Mephibosheth. Basically, he's giving up all this land to the family as, like, hush money for them him stealing fucking Jonathan's son. Yeah, you keep staring at me like you don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I just, <laughs> David is a weird dude, man. I don't uh, get it. Now, Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king commands his servant, so your servants will do. Mephibosheth ate at David's table, like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all who lived in Ziba's house became Mephibosheth's servants. Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he always ate at the king's table. Now he was lame in both his feet. Wait, was he lame in both feet before? <laughs> I guess not, no. He was crippled in the foot. They said crippled in the feet, but they should have said crippled in the foot. You know what's happening? I'll gout. Tell you, I'll tell you what's happening. Fucking gout. Gout is a good first <laughs> assumption. I'm going to posit that it's lead poisoning. 
Because he probably was like a dirt shit like fucking nobody who probably had a drink from like some wood fucking like chalice. Now he's like in the palace of the fucking king and they're drinking from like gold mm. and silver and like who knows what the fuck. And they're fucking all like getting lead poisoning. Mm. And it might be concocting with his shit inside, like his leads mixing with their gold. You know, all who that. the fuck knows what's going on all there? All that. They must have said Mephibosheth like nine times in the last three sentences. By the way, that was on purpose. <laughs> they want people to like fuck it, you know, read it and sound stupid. Or or they really want you to remember Mephibosheth. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say this is probably the first and last time we're going to hear of this person. That's my prediction. Yeah. You predict otherwise? Um I think we hear about him again. Absolutely. Okay. He's eating at David's table every night. He's a poor substitute for his buddy Jonathan, his love Jonathan that he lost. Because David wants him eating under the table, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know why he picked this son, right? It's the one that looked most like him. He picked this son because he's got a a little son, right? Now he does. Right. That's why David's picking him. He's grooming. He's going to groom the son. You know how these fucking liberals do. He picked the the crippled foot one so he couldn't get away. Yeah, he can't run. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost Pray certain we talked about Pray this already. A week. There was already like a situation with a cripple. That couldn't run from you? <laughs> no, that wasn't you were not talking about that with me. No, not me. In a cinder block room? Some shackles on the wall? Alright, let's go to second Samuel ten. Let's go. Good, Scott. The Ammonites and our our Arameans are defeated. Hold on, my screen wasn't set up here. It's mad. I was, I was What's the matter, ready, man? man? He said, read the it. The audience deserves to know. Yo, I wasn't scrolled to the right position where the text appeared above my microphone arm. Okay. So I was looking like this. You see what I'm looking? Through, I'm looking through this stuff. I have a question. I'm going to raise it up. I said I was going to raise it up. When they used to put missing children on milk cartons back in the day. Yeah. Was that because there was like a massive endemic of like kidnapped children or was that just like a technique that they used back then before like social media? Like today they don't put kids on milk cartons. Is that because like we've solved the problem? Like there's not as many kids being taken? Mm. Because people are always like, oh, uh, we grew up in a time where we used to just be able to like, you know, let our kids go. And yeah, and then they'd wind up on milk cartons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, nobody's saying it was the perfect parenting. Like parents today, they're just helicopter parents, and yeah, that is, and we get to keep our kids. That is hilarious. <laughs> if there's an actual correlation between the number of missing kids then and but now. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's and it was always like it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Yeah. It was like fuck no, man. I don't know where they are. Today it's like it's 10 p.m. If you don't know where your children are, they're gonna get taken away from you and put into foster care. Or it's possible that these kids were put on the milk carton like immediately. As soon as they heard the report that Joe Blow went missing, they slap it on the milk carton and get it out the next morning. <laughs> but they're really not missing. And, and then the, the kids' pictures like on the milk carton for like years <laughs> to come. <laughs> and the evidence of this is are you set up for like New York City alerts on your like text messaging alerts and stuff? No. Well, I'll, I'll just say, say this. There's like a, there's like a missing child person's report. Amber alert. Like, I, not, am, not, I am set up for that. Yeah, all right. So. I think everyone is by default. Hmm. All right. Well, anyway, the Amber alerts come in, and they're always canceled like 13 minutes later, three hours later. It's always the father just went to pick the kid up. Well, that's usually <laughs> it is the father. But, uh, kid, yeah, it's... Um, who kidnaps their children. 
but it's canceled right away. So I'm saying they weren't really kidnapped. It was a false alarm is what I'm saying, yeah. man. So maybe there weren't that many missing kids on the milk cartons either. It's just you couldn't pull the milk cartons back. You're so cynical, Scott. <laughs> I'd like to think that they were missing kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have to look that word up in our vocabulary list too. <clears throat> sometime afterward, the king of the Again, Ammonites sometime died. sometime afterward. Sometime after what? The dinner that they had? Yeah, it seems like this lady, this guy, the whole chapter. This writer's got a, this writer's got a pattern, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, tree. I got a pattern. <laughs> Sometime after you don't like it, go read another book. The, Maybe you want to become a Zoroastrian. See? Did I ask this question once? Like when the Bible like was real popular, <laughs> like when, when it came out? I don't know. <laughs> were there a lot of other books to be reading, man? Or do you think the majority of books were the Bible? Well. The Bible became super popular when the printing press came out because oh, that's sure. when it was published in all different languages. Now, I'm talking about before Latin. that, man. Before the printing press. Before that, it was not, it was, it was, people didn't read. People didn't know how to read before that. It was mm. read to them in church. People didn't own books. So the, so the answer is no. The only books were like books that were illuminated in like monasteries because they had to be handwritten and you can only read. If you were wealthy. So books like Don Quixote were popular, you know, like the Odyssey, like ancient books. But like other books were not being printed. So, no, it was not popular. Hmm. All right. Is it any coincidence that once people learned how to read and got out of the churches where people were telling them what they, what they, what they should needed to hear, and then once... The Bible went widespread, printing in general. Human evolution started, like, technologically, like, leaps and bounds. Like, thank you, church. Do you remember the name that of... Was, how long did it take me to get to that point? Does that feel like a long time? Well, the problem is that we were getting to that point until fucking Christianity was co-opted by the Roman Empire. No, I meant it take a long time for me to get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was like, dude, what, what the fuck to literacy? <laughs> Just go on, man. <laughs> yeah, so thank, thank you, church. Yeah, Church is a good thing. Sometime afterward, the king of the Ammonites died, and his son Hanun succeeded him. David said... I will deal loyally with Hanun, son of Nahash, just as his father dealt loyally with me. So David sent envoys to console him concerning his father. When David's envoys came into the land of the Ammonites, the princes of the Ammonites said to their lord Hanun, Do you really think that David is honoring your father just because he has sent messengers with condolences to you? Has not David sent his envoys to you to search the city, to spy it out, and to overthrow it? This so is why you can't have women in charge of shit, man. They're too suspicious. Iodine, leave a message. Uh, let me know what you think about that one. Um, yeah, well, what made you reference a woman, though? Were you just throwing that out for Wasn't her? that a sister? The princess. Oh, the princess. Princes. The princess. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, That's understandable. I miss an S here and there once in a while. I, I was, I was, you know what it is? I, I hadn't said anything misogynistic since I said coos. So, like, I've been itching to, like, really say some misogynistic shit. You've been my itching? Bad. You've been itching, you said? Yeah, I've been itching my balls. Maybe it's from that bad coos you keep talking about. <laughs> oh, there's no such thing uh, as bad coos. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
to search the city, to spy it out, and to overthrow it. So Hanun seized David's envoys, shaved off half the beard of each, cut off their garments in the middle at their waists, Wait. and sent them away. He shaved off half the beard of each. Which way did he shave the beards? Did he shave it like he shaved off the left side of the face or like the up, like the horizontal half or vertical half? I kind of think he had like an electric buzzer on him. No, he didn't have an electric buzzer. And he lined buzzer. them up and he was just dancing gleefully and just slapping at their heads with it. And however the cut went, the cut went. So everybody sort of was like different. like the Iraqis executing the people yeah, like in the aqueduct. Yeah. But in a much more uh, dancing Mikhail Baruchkinov kind of way. Um, the beards... Is that like a religious thing? And then, like, this is like the ultimate insult. He's like shaving off their beards. Know what I mean? Oh, like a complete like insult to like yeah. Yeah, it's like a okay. slap with like a white glove across the face if you're like a pansy in like 18th century <laughs> France. But doesn't that lead to a duel sometimes? Yeah. So that's not being a pansy. All right. You know where that leads. Have you, you fuck around with a white glove? You're gonna find out. Have you seen the glo- uh, the guns that they used in those duels? Listen, man, I still do not want to get into a duel. Yeah. Uh, when David was told, he sent to meet them, for the men were greatly ashamed. The king said, remain at Jericho until your beards have grown, and then return. Yeah, see, so like shaving the beards, man, that's like a sign of major disrespect. Mm-hmm. When the Ammonites saw that they had become odious to David... There's the Am- that word, odious. Odious. I odious used to use maximus. that word a lot, and you were like, what's odious mean? He was the guy that could uh, shapeshift in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Odious? Yeah. The Ammonites sent and hired the Arameans of Beth, Reho- Beth Rehob. He died recently. And the, I know. Now, now, now my flow just died, man. <laughs> I knew him from uh, Benson. Remember the show Benson? Yeah, I never, I never really watched it. But you remember the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know the show. You know what's sad? You know how he had that misshapen looking face? Like uh, when he yes. was a shapeshifter, it wasn't that different in real life. Uh, they couldn't really afford a lot of makeup, so they had to hire an actor that was kind of banged out looking. <laughs> Yo, don't he had a weird shit, name. Man. What was he? He was French. Rene Abergenois. Was he like French Canadian? Rene Abergenois. <laughs> I gotta say, French Canadians. It's like you ain't French. You're Canadian. Who's more Canadian, a regular Canadian or a French Canadian? Regular Canadians. Okay. French Canadians don't want to admit that they're Canadian. There was, like, a whole movement to secede. Really? Yeah, like hmm. the Quebecois. Like, like, what portion would succeed? What? what which pro- portion would break off? Quebec. The hmm. Quebecois. Is that what you said? I just thought you were making people, those weird noises we talked about earlier. People from Quebec are Quebecois. So, like, you're a New Yorker, they're Quebecois. Gotcha, gotcha. What I native th- name is that I ripped think. from? What what? What native name was that stolen exactly. from? You know, the tribe of <sighs> Quebec. Yeah. The and Quebec what name tribe. was that stolen from? <laughs> when the Ammonites saw that they had become odious to David, the Ammonites sent and hired the Arameans of Beth Rehob and the Arameans of Zoba, twenty thousand foot soldiers, as well as the king of Makkah. Makkah, Makkah. One thousand men. <laughs> that's and a the sound men of that you made. That's a new sound. <laughs> yes. Come to think of it, I've made that sound before. Uh, the king of Mecca, Makkah, 1,000 men and the men of Tob, 12,000 men. When David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the army of the warriors. The Ammonites came out and drew up in battle array at the entrance of the gate. But the Arameans of Zobah and of Rehob and the men of Tob and Makkah were by themselves in the open country. 
All right, so these dude hired an army. It's like the Wagner. This is like Putin hiring the Wagner Group to uh, invade Ukraine. This is all because David decided to be nice to these people. Allegedly, he decided to be nice, but then the princes poisoned the mind of the person that David was trying to be nice to, mm-hmm. and now all this situation has arisen. Yeah, this is why karma heads have to prevail. You know what it is? Way it, too much he said, she said here. People are. Because people are coming in hot all the time because they're, like, drinking. That's true, yeah. Like you. That's true. You know, like you drink and you start coming in hot all the time. This is the second podcast in a row of two out of three that I have not drank. That's true. That's true. It's very commendable, Scott. Yeah, because, you know, I prefer a good sober podcast. Listen, I, I commend you because you've decided... That your health is more important than the quality of this podcast. And I think that's very <laughs> I commendable. Wait a minute, I see what you did there. <laughs> when Joab saw that the battle was set against him, both in front and in the rear, mm. he chose some of the picked men of Israel and arrayed them against the Arameans. The rest of the troops he put in the charge of his brother Abishai, and he arrayed them against the Ammonites. Oh, Abishai. We heard that name before, right? I don't care. Yeah, Joab. We've heard a lot of fucking names before. He said, if the Arameans are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I will come and help you. Be strong and let us be courageous for the sake of our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what seems good to him. So Joab and the people who were with him moved forward into battle against the Arameans. And they fled before him. When the Ammonites saw that the Arameans fled, they likewise likewise fled before Abishai and entered the city. Then Joab returned from fighting against the Ammonites and came to Jerusalem. So it looks like David's, David's boys uh, got the job done. Do you realize how much death and destruction has been left in the wake of David? Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So much. <laughs> so much death. Do you remember any of it? <laughs> Do I remember what? The death and destruction. Yeah, how could you not? How could you ever forget the I'm death and destruction? I'm not just talking about today. From today's reading, I'm talking about like since David has been introduced. When was that? From the time <laughs> that he was like, remember he was on the run from Saul. So then he the like, baby. <laughs> so then he, he like hung out with like the fucking whatever, the Hittites. I don't know. One of those fucking tribes. And he was, like, killing people. He's, like, constantly, like, in fucking engaged in battle and war and murder. Man, like, does the whole place smell of blood all the time? It probably smells of heat and fucking camel shit and... Huh. But when the Arameans saw that they had been defeated by Israel... There you go, by Israel. But, like you said, is it the country? City-state? Yes. Or... It's, it the, is. it's Israel It's is, been named. It's na- Israel, yes. They, they cracked the champagne against it on it's the map? Israel, yes. They cracked the champagne against it on the map. <laughs> you know, they christened a new country. I got it. I understand. But when I, was Arameans... just, I was just repeating your genius for the audience to, like, soak it in. But when the Arab... Well, you would be soaked if you booked the fucking bottle. I'm going to soak you right now. But when the Arameans saw that they had been defeated in by semen. Israel... They gathered themselves together. Gross. <laughs> a desert sent and brought out the Arameans who were beyond the river. And they came to Halam with Shobak, the commander of the army of Hadadezer, at their head. When it was told David, when it was told David, he gathered all, 
That comma's in the wrong spot, right? When it was told David, when it was told David, when it was told David, it's, it's weird, when they right? told David, no. when it, when it was when told David, David found out, <laughs> he gathered. <laughs> you should rewrite this thing. He gathered all Israel together and crossed the Jordan and came to Halam. The Arameans arrayed themselves before against David and fought with him. The Arameans fled before Israel, and David killed of the Arameans 700 chariot teams and 40,000 horsemen stop. and wounded Shobach. I'm sorry, stop, stop, stop. When they say David killed, they mean like he ordered his men, right? They don't mean like David literally killed like all these people the way Samson like stole the gates of that town, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's he ordered it. Okay. Man. Could you imagine... Like, you show up with 20,000 dudes and none of them even have to flinch? Because he would be the greatest serial killer, like, in the history of the world. No, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be like, a powered-up freaking uh, video game guy. <laughs> <laughs> a powered-up video game guy. A gamer? You know, no, like, the character the gamer would play. He'd be uh, like, like, like you know, <laughs> finish him, guys. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Somebody hitting, smashing them keys, you know. Uh the Arameans fled before Israel, and David killed of the Arameans 700 chariot teams and 40,000 horsemen, and wounded Shobach, the commander of their army, so that he died there. When all the kings who were servants of Hadadezer saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they made peace with Israel and became subject to them. So the Arameans were afraid to help the Ammonites anymore. I'm glad you brought up a shark earlier, because we are jumping the shark with this episode. This is a jump the shark episode. Oh, because of us or because of what we're reading? Because of us. Oh. Now, what we're reading is great. We jumped the shark, man. I think if we did this episode a week from now or like another day, mm -hmm. I bet you it would be a better episode than this one. Um. Now, you, listen. Wait, wait, wait. You want to do that? We don't deny the listeners a new episode on Tuesday, every Tuesday, but we'll give them a second episode one week. We'll finish this episode, and then we'll re-record it in a couple I, of days. Well, what I would, And then we'll have an actual comparison. They'll, they'll, they'll smash the keys for what that. What I would want to do is if we re-recorded, like, not re-recorded, if we did, like, uh, another version of, I would go back to the beginning and, like, redo, like, Genesis 1, Genesis 2, you know, like, now that we are so honed and skilled at <laughs> our craft. <laughs> you just said we jumped the shark, though. With this episode, that's why yeah. we got to do the rewind. We got to go, woo. All right. All right. Um, you know how fucking shows do when they jump the shark? They start no, mining know. material from the past. I'm just imagining, like, this show being rebooted and starting from the beginning again. We do it for uh, Patreon. Like, uh, you know. <laughs> we'll talk further about this. <laughs> we should. What if we? No, no, no. What if we read it backwards? I'm coming by book. Up. Backwards I'm, I'm, by book. I'm, I'm coming up with a real idea. Scott wants to read backwards. <sighs> right. Second Samuel 11. David commits adultery with Bathsheba. Bathsheba. If anything, he should have fucked Beersheba. <laughs> no. Back then, you want to fuck Bathsheba. The oh. one that took a bath. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. It's probably Scott. goat's milk, though, right? <laughs> you don't think they have water? Not enough to be like bathing in the River Jordan. 
You don't want to cesspool that fucking thing. There's like bodies fly, floating down that there's river. There's bodies. <laughs> Plus they have all those like stone tablets with the rules written on them. You know, like their constitution uh, is like all fucking up and down the river. Right. <laughs> David commits adultery with Bathsheba. In the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle. Is that the time that kings go out to battle? That's not what I heard about spring. I heard, like, you know, that's like when flowers bloom and, like, you know. Like, yeah, spring showers bring May flowers and, and all that stuff. Apparently, back then, it's when kings go out to battle. Yeah. David mm. sent Joab with his officers and all Israel with him. They ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. It happened late one afternoon when David rose from his couch and was walking about on the roof of the king's house that he saw from the <laughs> roof a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful. David sent someone to inquire about the woman. It was reported, This is Bathsheba, daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. So David sent messengers to get her, and she came to him, and he lay with her. Now she was purifying herself after her period, Wait a second. So this isn't this What's just happened? that was in parentheses, and it doesn't seem like the word period. That seems like a modern like way of saying it. I would like to know how it was really said. Oh yeah, good point. So David sent messengers to get her, and she came to him, and he lay with her. Now, now she was purifying herself after her period. Oh, Hold you on, understand so, what this is? What's going on, bro? Hold on, it's after her period. She's ovulating right now, oh, probably. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because you know, after like a broad's period, that's like when they're is it, fertile. Is it? Is it possible? <laughs> okay. The stuff what in you, um, is it possible? The stuff in parentheses means this isn't the actual wording of it. This was clarified at a later date. It's possible. Yes. Because you think they had parentheses back in the Bible days? Think they've been invented yet? No. Right. Good no. point. We got to figure it. Find out. How would any they point. like uh, write asides? Maybe they didn't write asides, man. Maybe it wasn't the style. Then she returned to her house. The woman conceived, and she sent and told David, I am pregnant. Oh, so I like how you gave me that side glance when I was like, it's after her period. That's when they ovulate. That's when they're fertile. And you're like, all right, like, I never heard of that before. I don't recall giving you a side glance. And we'll let the uh, the viewers at home determine if there was a side glance. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so David sent word to Joab, send me the Uriah, send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked how Joab and the people fared and how the war was going. Then David said to Uriah, go down to your house and wash your feet. <laughs> Uriah. Uriah went out. Why? Uriah went. <laughs> What's so funny? All right, finish, finish. That he had stinky feet. No, no. That he calls her into his house. This is the guy's. This is the father of the woman that he knocked up, right? Uh, I was too busy laughing. Hold on. What? I think this is the father of the woman that he knocked up. No. Oh, you know, I, I didn't get that impression. No, I think they said who the woman was. This is Bethesda. Oh, no. She's daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah. So she's the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah. So she's 
if you go up to 2 Samuel verse 3. You seeing it? David sent someone to inquire about the woman. It was reported, this is Bathsheba, daughter of Iliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Right. Oh, wait. Just, so wait, this the husband? Uriah is the father of the woman that he had sex with. This is Bathsheba, daughter of Eliam. She's the, wa- the daughter oh, of gotcha, a woman gotcha, named gotcha. Eliam, gotcha. the wife of Uriah. Got it, got it. You got it? I got it. Okay. If anyone else needs me to explain it a ninth time in the audience, smash those keys and let me know. <laughs> so, wait, Uriah is summoned before the king, and yes. the king goes, go down to your house and wash your feet. No. First, <laughs> he, he does like all this weird small talk. You know, when Uriah came to him, David asked how Joab and the people fared and how the war was going. And I thought the next line was going to be, and oh, by the way, I knocked up your daughter. But instead, it's like, ew, (laughs) (laughs) you dirty piece of fucking shit. What are you, a hobbit? Go wash your fucking feet. (laughs) (laughs) He should have checked the the genes of the woman. Like, he should have checked out the family before, you know, committing to this relationship. Um, Uriah went out of the king's house and there followed him a present from the king. But Uriah slept at the entrance of the king's house with all the servants of his lord and did not go down to his house. When they told David, Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, you have just come from a journey. Why did you not go down to your house? Uriah said to David, the ark in Israel and Judah remain in booths. And my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are camping in the open field. Shall I then go to my house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will, I will not do such a thing. Then David said to Uriah, Remain here today also, and tomorrow I will send you back. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day. On the next day, David invited him to eat and drink in his presence and made him drunk. And in the evening, he went out to lie on his couch with the servants of his Lord. But he did not go down to his house. What's, what's happening? Wait a minute. David invited him to eat and drink in his presence and made him drunk. And in the evening, he went out to lie on his couch with the servants of his Lord. But he did not go down to his house. I, what? Who? Uriah went on David's couch and he was like all drunk and he was like hanging out with his servants. Right. He was, he was, he was you know happen to help what's happening i'm not sure here does david feel bad i don't know what's happening i i oh no he doesn't feel bad no he doesn't feel bad <laughs> I just, I just read the- <laughs> because the heading for the next section is david has uriah killed yeah, well, he might have felt bad at the beginning and then maybe uriah got troublesome and like just you know droned on and on about shit so then he had him killed i don't understand uh, all right In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. In the letter, he wrote, Set Uriah in the forefront of the hardest fighting and then draw back from him so that he may be struck down and die. As Joab kept watch over the city, he assigned Uriah to the place where he knew there were valiant warriors. The men of the city came out and fought with Joab, and some of the servants of David among the people fell. Uriah the Hittite was killed as well. Then Joab sent and told David all the news about the fighting, and he instructed the messenger, 
When you have finished telling the king all the news about the fighting, if the king's anger rises, and if he says to you, why did you go so near the city to fight? Did you not know that they would shoot him from the wall? Who killed Abimelech, son of Jerobal? Did not a woman throw an upper millstone on him from the wall so that he died at Thebes? Why did you go so near the wall? Then you shall say, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead too. So, <laughs> so David would flip out and the guy would just say, by the way, that asshole you wanted dead is dead too. So David would just chill out over this. So David wants him dead, and David told Joab, send him, like, to the front line and then just draw back. But Joab, it seems like, he, like, not, he didn't just send him to the front line and pull back. It seems like he pulled, like, some risky fucking attack, like a fucking crazy-like attack, mm. you know, that maybe David would not have been down with. And go back to uh, verse 21, man. I think you kind of pronounced that name wrong, man. Verse 21. Yeah. Who who killed Abimelech? Is that that's not Abimelech? Abimelech. What did I say? Abimelech. Yeah, we had a whole soul, man. Abimelech. I gotta say, I'm Abimelech. Abimelech. I'm woozy from all these fucking names. <laughs> Abimelech. So the messenger went in the jungle, the mighty jungle. The lion sleeps tonight. And came and told David all that Joab had sent them to tell. The messenger said to David. The men gained an advantage over us and came out against us in the field, but we drove them back to the entrance of the gate. Then the archer shot at your servants from the wall. Some of the king's servants are dead, and your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. David said to the messenger, Thus you shall say to Joab, Do not let this matter trouble you, for the sword devours no one and now and." Don't let this matter trouble you, for the sword devours now one and now another. Press your attack on the city and overthrow it, and encourage him. When the wife of Uriah heard that her husband was dead, she made lamentation for him. When the morning was over, morning, M-O-U-R, was over, David sent and brought her to his house and she became his wife and bore him a son. Yo, this guy's banging his daughter, and now he's banging his wife. This is just, it's insanity. Nathan condemns David, is the next section. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. And that, comma, is where we will end <laughs> today's episode, I think. I have a feeling we're going to have to read the... Um that last sentence again before we start just as like episode. a reminder yeah absolutely yeah and when you go to like second samuel 12 like it doesn't even have like a heading at the top ah yeah, this is just a bad this is a bad page break it's again bad editing yeah yeah all right how, how about our editing man what's that how about our editing we don't have we don't edit anymore. we don't edit at all yeah. why everything we say stays in the fucking recording because everything we say by definition is important. I know, but these episodes that you think we would do so much better if we recorded them again, mm -hmm. you just do it in post, man. You make it. You make the episode what you need it to be. What I'm going to really do is I'm going to take, like, your voice and I'll take, like, you know, words and then just combine <laughs> the words together and, like, make you say, like, crazy <laughs> fucking shit. You could probably just grab snippets of this show and do that. 
All right. Um, uh, I got to say, I'm really, like, uh, mentally tired today, and uh, we've done, like, a little over an hour, about an hour ten. We've done, like, three chapters, I think. Um, I'm pretty done for today. What do you What do you say? You know, um, you I'm fine with that, but I think what uh, it's going to get you jazzed up is the Patreon we're going to record right after this. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> no, man, it's you tricking the man. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, yeah, <laughs> man, that, man. yeah. Go check out our Patreon. A new oh, episode coming up. No, but we actually released an episode last week. I don't even remember what the fuck we talked about. It was something at the intersection of society and religion. No, it was definitely that. Um, yeah, so uh, go uh, check out that conversation. And uh, I guess we'll see you. Wait, don't they always don't they always homework? What? They always homework. Do they? Oh, they call a Sagan candle. What's the homework? Where Where's he gonna be positioned? Oh, uh, up Scott's ass. Um, You're not allowed to vote in either our members of your family or anyone else who's won in the last sixty days. Well, what basis do they have to determine where it's gonna be positioned? Whatever What's pictures you've shown, or just who cares? Just in relation to. Um, Taylor and Tower Cardi. Alter. What? I think he should go at the head of the altar. What does that mean? Is that like a code for something? Or maybe behind. So yeah. he can be behind Cardi B and Taylor Swift, and they yeah. can't see what he's doing while he's behind them. You know what I'm <laughs> you saying? You know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, you know. Explored strange new worlds. Tell me, what is your number one reason for liking Carl Sagan? Uh, he is the science voice I grew up with throughout my childhood. <laughs> he no. smoked weed. All right. See you next time, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) No? 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 You have more to say? I thought you cut it. I didn't. No, we're we're still (laughs) going. What'd you say? Oh, because he smoked weed. Yeah. That's just stupid. I didn't know he smoked weed that way. Yeah, he smokes weed. Well, he smoked weed. So you think subconsciously, even as a kid, like I picked up on all that, and as I became an adult and uh, and approved of that kind of thing... You've heard him talk, right? Yeah, of course. Uh... A sober person doesn't talk like that. <laughs> He's like all mellow and chill. Oh, so wait, wait. That guy that used to do the happy tree paintings? Yeah. He was just fucking on weed too, man? That guy was 100% <laughs> smoking fucking weed, bro. Yeah. 100%. Bob yeah. Ross is his name. Yeah. You're like the only person on the planet, I think. By the way, there's a Roku channel, a Bob that Ross way, I'm Roku the only person channel. on the that thinks what? You're the only person that doesn't know his name. Even like kids I know, his, know name. his name now. Oh, do you? You didn't yeah. say it. You're I like said the, the happy, guy. The happy, uh, that doesn't mean. That, listen, just because I don't say the words uh, doesn't mean I don't know the words. That's true. That's, that's true. Is. That is true. Just because you don't say the words, Scott, I owe you an apology. <sighs> you don't owe me shit, man. I owe you an apology. You owe the fans an apology. Look at, look at me, Scott. <laughs> you owe the fans <laughs> an apology. Look at my eyes. <laughs> I'm not looking at your ass. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm uh, out of here. Later.